Welcome to this Market Commentator podcast. It's my weekly podcast where I speak to leading investment professionals. My name is Rijk van der Kerk and my guest today is Murray Winkler. He is from Lorium Capital and he's uh, talking to us from a game lodge near the beautiful Taba Zimbi. Murray, thank you so much for joining me. Let's just start with uh, a broad overview of the market. We've seen a lot of volatility lately. How do you regard, say, let's start with the local market and then maybe uh, your broad impressions of the international environment. Thanks, Rick, and afternoon, everyone. The local market, obviously, as you mentioned, there's been huge volatility this year, following the collapse into March and the bottoming around the 23rd of March. Markets have rebounded very strongly. And if we look at our offshore index for year-to-date, um, we're probably a couple of percent down for the year. Uh, the cap switch, which a lot of the pension funds run of track, that, that is down some 8% or so. But it's been very much driven. The rebound and the performance year-to-date has been driven by the resources, and it's been driven by tech, really nice-person process. Um, so gold plats are strongly up this year, and NASPERS is well up. If we look at domestic SA, which is the banks, insurers, um, property companies, those are all down probably now after the bounce we've seen in the last couple of days, down sort of 30, 40% year to date. So it's been very much to own everything other than SA Inc. That's what's happened in our markets uh, year to date. And obviously that's been driven on the macro side, which is pretty bad. We saw the GDP numbers, which sort of, I mean, the quarter-on-quarter number, which is down 52%. But realistically, if we factor in for the full year, we think GDP growth in SA is probably going to be down uh, somewhere 8 to 10% this year. So it's very bad, and we're probably going to have quite a small bounce back next year. So that's why domestic SA has really struggled to perform this year, um, whereas the resources have been doing very well. And global markets are obviously doing a lot better than South Africa. Marie, let's look at the holdings within some of your funds. And I'm looking at the Lorium Equity Fund fact sheet. And it's quite evident that you are very bullish on NASPAS and Process. The combined holding as a percentage of the fund size is uh, close to 21%. Both these shares have performed exceptionally well. Do you remain bullish on these stocks? It's probably a good thing for our market that that, that, that NASPERS and process are so big. I think in the all share index alone, it's uh, probably 22% or so. In the cap switch, it's more like 15%. So we, we've got quite a decent position, sort of bigger than the cap switch, which is our benchmark. And um, I guess the underlying is 10 cents itself, which long run, we think that the prospects are trading on about a 28 times forward multiple. But if you look look at the composition and the growth, I think over the next five years to 10 years, China growth rate is going to be very good and where they are should do extremely well. What you do in the South African exchange, you get a cheap entry into Tencent and that's obviously Nuspers in particular. Nuspers is trading to the underlying some of the parts at about a 50% discount. So there's a big margin of safety there. And we think that if you look out over the next six months or so, the company is likely to unbundle part of its, its stake in process, which should narrow that discount um, and unlock that discount. Process itself is trading at about a 30% discount to $0.10. Cent. And we also think that that will probably also narrow, as, you, as uh, quite a few people might be aware, process is going into the Eurostox index, in fact, on the 18th. Um, next Friday. 
and there's a lot of tracker funds that will be coming in there for quite a few billion uh, euros, and uh, it's prob- probably about 12 days trade that is needed. In addition to that, the fact that now goes into stock 50, you will get a lot of, we think also some active managers will suddenly say, listen, we've got this coming in the index, it's going to be about 1.5%, either we can have zero, or do we go and actually take a bigger bet? So we think there's quite a decent underpin, and that discount of 30% for process will narrow going forward if we look in the coming months. And over and above that, we think that NASPERS, the management, are trying to sort out some tax issues, and we're likely to see the unbundling of um, some of its process. Currently owns about 73% of process. That's what NASPERS owns. And if they unbundle, they can unbundle, we think, to around 50%. So that unbundling will unlock a lot of that 50% discount. So underlying Tencent is probably fair value, but there's a lot of, if you're going into NASCOS and process, there's a lot of capitalists over the next six months that we think will provide some superior performance. So yeah, we, we were pretty bullish on it. The other significant holdings are in Anglo-American, NTN, uh, BHP, also big international groups, but also Steinert Bank and APSA. Over the past few years, the banking sector has been a bit of a dog on the JSE and underperformed the rest of the market. But there seems to be renewed interest. We've seen a bounce of late. Uh, what are your views on the banking sector? Yeah, if we look at SA Inc. as a whole, I mean, the area that we find the most attractive is actually the banks. We think that even more, more, way more attractive than the retailers. I think that you have seen them fall. They were down anywhere from sort of 50, 40 to 50% in uh, sort of a month ago. And if you look going forward, we think that if you value these things, we've seen earnings results all come out from all the major banks first round, in fact, yesterday. Um, so everyone has reported, APSA, NetBank, Standard Bank, and they've taken huge provisions for future bad debts. So the credit loss ratios have gone up sort of up to almost 3% with the credit charges. And looking forward, these stocks are now trading at a very big discount to the tangible NAV. Something like NetBank and APSA in particular, which are the cheapest in our view and then the most upside, these were trading down at basically a... 50% and 40% discount to your tangible NAV. Now, obviously, the banks replicate the economy, and if the economy doesn't look great, but we think that the, the price action, these, these stocks have been really hammered very hard. And if you look out over the next 12 months, we would think something like an APSA, for instance, which now currently, I think this recent run probably at about a 0.6, of book, uh, price to book. We think that it, it will rally to around sort of 12 months out. We could quite easily see it at a 0.9 price to book or maybe even a one time. So that means there's probably 50% upside in the stock, even if it doesn't pay a dividend. And we think that the banks probably mid next year will see a resumption of dividends. So it is the one sector that we think intrinsically they are very undervalued and sentiment is really not them. So as you rightly say, we've, we've seen a very strong rebound probably, I mean, in the last in the last week and a half. I mean, I think even months today, if I look at APSA, it's probably close to 20% up for the month. Standard Bank and First Rand, probably more between 10 and 15, but there has been a pretty decent bounce. I think a lot of people are underweight SA Inc. And as we've seen in the last week, it is the slightest bit of interest and stock start rallying 
the liquidity is very thin down at these levels. So you can see very big rapid moves. So we're betting on banks as the one place in South Africa probably perform the best of the larger cap stocks anyway over the next 12 months. Lorem is also one of the leading hedge fund managers in the country. Now, we've seen a lot of volatility over the past year, and that should be a prime environment for hedge funds. But I see your equity fund actually outperformed some of your hedge funds, and specifically I'm looking at the Lorem Long Short Fund. What happened? Yeah, I must say the last 12 months our hedge funds have not done that well. And I think one of the big things in our hedge, generally in the hedge, when we run two and a half billion uh, rand in total, the hedge assets compared to it's about 10% of our total assets of 25 billion. And our hedge funds have typically, they don't do international, um, which some of our funds do do international stock, or international stocks. And the focus has been, we've had quite a lot of mid-cap stocks, mid-caps and some smaller cap stocks on our long book. And those, those have actually been hurt quite with, with COVID and the mm. collapse in, in um, SA Inc., the numbers. No one's very interested really in mid-caps and particularly smaller caps. So you've seen the, some of those stocks perform extremely poorly. And through COVID, domestic stocks have really got a smack. Our hedge funds also, we've, we've tended not to, we have zero, we don't hold any gold um, stocks in our hedge funds, which obviously with hindsight, we find the volatility in forecasting quite difficult. So we have zero of that. And platinum, in fact, as well. We, we don't own any platinum, which we hold in our equity funds. So I think those are two, two big things. We obviously own Nasdaq, which has been very good. We do own um, the diversified Billiton and Anglos in our hedge funds. But really the performance on the long book this year, I guess, has been gold and platinum have really driven the market. And we do own some Nasdaq, but I mean, our net position in Nasdaq is about 8% in our hedge funds. So some of the biggest stocks that have really performed have, uh, on the long side, our performance has been pretty pedestrian. And then, then uh, I guess, the mid-caps in particular have hurt. So it has, um, yeah, so year to date, I think our main, uh, our main hedge fund, the major standard long-short hedge fund, is probably very similar to the return on our equity fund, which is pretty is disappointing for us where we would have expected it to be. Uh, and our aggressive fund has done worse than that. So our aggressive fund, I guess, had even more on the mid-cap, smaller-cap stocks, and a few of them have really struggled. So, yeah, it, it, it's just been pretty tough with, I guess, most of our funds. The funds and our, our multi-strat funds, our flexible funds, uh, which have offshore, have obviously got quite a big tailwind with the currency weakening and driven in both funds are up, of, up sort of close to 5% mm. year-to-date now, some of the offshore funds. But yeah, it, it's hedges, hedges. Performance has been a bit disappointing from our side. I'm looking at the Lorium Long Short Fund, and I see you quite short on the consumer goods and services segment. Uh, of course, you don't reveal which companies you short, but why are you a bit bearish on the consumer goods and services sector? Yeah, so, so if we look at the construction of our hedge funds, I mean, domestic SA, we've, we've had quite a lot of Banks uh, along in the banks, and we've sort of been short retailer. I guess if I look at the broad theme, I mean the individual stocks. Obviously, it's very much stock picking, but that could be a theme. So we have had some of the retail stocks where we've been short, and and some of them have performed quite uh, quite well. We have covered uh, in the last couple of weeks. We've covered a bit of our shorts, one or two, fortunately. Um, and then on the other consumer side, is probably one that um, we have been short Richmond for for a while now, but definitely a few months. So that's, that's probably coming up in that category as well. 
But domestic SA, I guess, it's, it's really a couple of the a couple of the retailers where we've been short, um, which which have, have haven't done particularly well. And uh, this year, other than obviously in the last, uh, in terms of the that that people's poor performance, I've been sure it's been good. Other than the last, uh, I guess in the last month, we've seen a, a decent bounce back in some of them. So as the consumer side is getting, we think the economy is sort of down 10% this year, bounces back next year, probably GDP around 3%. And we think the consumer under quite a lot of pressure. The valuations have got, some of the valuations the consumer got pretty attractive. I mean, something like a, a Fashini group, which we were short at one stage when they announced the acquisition of Mr. Um, that they were acquiring part of the Edcon group, we closed, closed our short and actually went long the stock. And, and so we were along that. But yeah, we've generally been short on the consumer side, SA Inc. Well, Murray, we are living in a crazy world. I think one day we'll look back at what happened over the past uh, six months or, or a year and remember it for different reasons. But it's the ideal environment for hedge funds. Uh, there's a lot of volatility around. But how actively do you change positions in your hedge fund? Is it a fire and forget type of approach or do you trade very actively? No, look, it would, it, I mean, it would depend. I guess if we look at our, our main long short fund, if we just take and how much, I mean, we're running at the moment in that fund probably 50% net long. So we would, if, if you try and picture that, broadly speaking, we probably got, if we had 100 million rand, we'd, we'd go 100 million rand, we'd buy stocks and be long those. And then we would short 50 million rand of stocks. So our net exposure is 50. So then we obviously hope that our longs, the 100 million beat our shorts. So that that's obviously is pretty important in the hedge fund. And if we look at that, then our total book, sort of our gross exposure, which you take your longs plus your shorts, and that takes you to 150. So we buy 1.5 times gross exposure is how you say from a hedge fund point of view. And we look at that in a year, we would, we would turn that over probably... Yeah, they they were about 1.5 times in a year. So so it's quite active. If I look at our long-only fund, we probably turn over the fund, sort of 35% of the fund would be turned over a year, where our hedge funds would probably be, I guess, sort of probably a good five times, probably five times as much. So we we are far more active on our hedge funds. Murray, thank you so much for your time today. That was Murray Winkler. He is from Lorium Capital.